Welcome, everybody. Come on in. Come on in. Come find a seat, but don't sit in it. <laughs> come on in. There's still a few coming in through the back door. You guys, welcome. We're uh, <clears throat> we're going to make sure everybody's kind of settled in here before we get started. We're going to do something a little different. <laughs> They're not going to want to stay in their seats. Well, that's what I just said. Come, come, find a seat, but don't sit in it. Stay in your seat. Come, find a seat, but don't sit in it. You guys, go ahead and stand up if you can, if you want to. If you can, only if you can. All right, we're uh, we're going to sing a new song to start our service this morning. This is uh. This is a little adaptation of Johnny Cash. We hope you guys like it. It's called Ain't No Grave. Shame is a prison As cruel as a grave Shame is a robber and he's come to take my name Oh, love is my redeemer Lifting me up from the ground Love is the power Where my freedom song is found Lifting me up from the ground Love is the power Where my freedom song is found There ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down There ain't no grave Body down. 
this morning there's no grave going to hold your body down say amen. amen hallelujah i think we need some johnny cash every morning when we get started amen hallelujah guys good seeing you this morning let's go to the lord in prayer father god thank you for music thank you for worship thank you for allowing us to sing about the joy we have in the fact of knowing that there is no grave that can hold my body down when i am in your hands lord god I pray this morning if there's someone here today that does not know you, they have not put their faith in you, they don't have that assurance that we just sang about, that today will be the day that they will choose life before it's too late. God, may your will be done. May we have a great time in your house. But most of all, may we glorify you and give you praise, honor, and glory for everything that transpires in this place today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Walk around a second, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug, tell them there ain't no grave that can keep your body down. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, as the morning breaks eternal bright and fair. Hallelujah. When the saved of us shall gather over on the other shore And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there on that bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise And the glory of His resurrection share When His chosen ones shall gather to the home beyond the sky And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Let us labor for the master from the dawn till setting sun. Let us talk of all this wondrous love and care. Then when all the life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, Amen. As we grab our seats this morning, I believe the songs this morning did exactly what they were supposed to do, which was wake us up and get us in a mo ready for worship. And maybe they did too well. <laughs> Everybody excited. Yeah, exactly. Okay. As I got your attention now, let me go, let me uh, throw these announcements out there, guys. Can everybody see this? 
Well, open your eyes. Actually, beginning next week, we'll have them all charged and ready. There have been those, especially in the back, that say they found them. We got some pretty pink uh, poodle keys. I'll start taking bids at a dollar. Gunny's got a dollar. I hear a dollar. Any other? <laughs> They're yours? Okay. You got to outbid Gunny. He's at a dollar. <laughs> okay. Anyway, starting next week, we'll have more of these. Those of you who are saying that it's hard to hear the service or there's distractions, things of that nature, these are for the hearing impaired. You can check them out from the sound system in the back. Uh, we, we have ten of these, or nine, ten, ten of these. But if you've been having trouble, and these, will, she has these uh, keyed in. As soon as you hear the music that's playing, even before service starts, is coming through this. So you'll be able to hear the entire service. So if you've been having trouble hearing me or hearing the, the scripture readers or whatever it may be, and you would like to utilize some of these, then you can check them out from the sound booth back there starting next Sunday morning. I think they can use this one if somebody wants it now, right? It, so this is up here. If you Anybody want to use it? If you just be quiet, you could hear. <laughs> Just kidding. I like I like the fact that he gives me those amens. Every time he amens, it adds five minutes to y'all's sentence. But anyway. <laughs> so this is up here, guys. A few other uh, announcements let me uh, uh, lay out there. Down, after the service today, down the way at the community center, they are not members of the church, so you may not know them, but they're still part of the community. Uh, uh, Miss Neely uh, was in a car accident and lost her life, so... Her husband and, and the kids and all are having a fundraiser dinner uh, uh, dinner plate sale down at the community center. If you would like to help uh, show them from the community that you are, are here and that you would like to just help that family through. The thing is, guys, it's not about whether we know them or not personally, but as a community and as a family, we can show them we care and we're here if, you, if there's something we can do. So they're down at the community center after church services today if you'd like to go and help and support that family down there. Also, too, we have a couple of meetings today. The Vacation Bible School meeting is right here in the sanctuary. Soon as the, the service is over today, if you'd like to work with VBS, Sherry has a quick meeting she needs to get out with you guys. Um, the Forgiven Ministry Camps staff meeting today. And, uh, oh, okay, one more. One more thing I want to bring up. Uh, gosh, I didn't check who the scripture reader was today. Do you know, Chris? Excuse me, I'm using my phone in church. Oh, it's you. You could have said it was you. You didn't know. Oh, you got scripture reading today. <laughs> let, me, let me throw this plea out there to you guys. Let me throw this um, plea out there to you guys. As most of you know, May 19th, we are going to be moving in and dedicating the new facility. We have our private services going to be at 8 o'clock. We're going to start moseying in there and seeing the facility. 9 o'clock is the actual service. We're going to be held to a time constraint because then they're going to flip it over for the public service. That's May 19th. May 18th, 
they are holding us off that long because they're still finishing things up in there. If you could come on the day before, Saturday, May 18th, that's when we're moving all the chairs, all the furniture, all the tables, all the getting that, putting that church, that building into the facility that the church, we're the church, guys, whether we're in this building or that building, but we're making that building usable. So any help we can get on May 18th would be greatly appreciated. Now, I, I don't have times yet. Now, right now, what Gary has shared with me is they're going to try to be out of there Friday evening, which means that we can start whenever on Saturday. Next week, I'll have a better idea. But I'm going to say, if we could get here between 8 and 9, I think if we get enough help, we could knock it out in just a few hours. But there's 300 chairs that's got to be moved over there. There's the white chairs, the tables, the furniture. Uh, there's a lot going on. Also, too, a lot of it's stored at Christie's house. I don't see Christie, but... Christy, do you, we need to go and bring trailers to help move that that day, you think? No? Okay. But still, we're going to have all that unloading to do. So May 18th, guys, if I could encourage you to do to come and be a part of that work day. Again, if you wasn't here yesterday, we had an incredible group of people here yesterday. And though it was so muddy, and they're going to have to come back and roll it out and all, if you look that way, there's grass now, there's plants, there's trees, there's... The landscaping, and we were able to come together. It was super hot and that humidity in the air. But God blessed in such an incredible way. So I, I want to thank all you guys who were able to come and be a part of that also. All right, Dave, do you really have something or you want me to move forward? All right, come on up. Yeah, that was a dumb question, wasn't it? I didn't have a pair of glasses. I had to go borrow. <laughs> Father God, I do lift up my brother to you, and I thank you for his willingness and his diligence to come forth. And I just pray that you... Use him in a mighty way now as we hear you, not him, in this scripture reading. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wendy told me to look at the list, and I forgot. I don't know if that ever happens to anybody. Some people that know me know uh, I forget a lot. It's kind of my downfall right now. I seem to forget all the time. But Sherry and I spoke... A while ago, and I brought it up in our class at the end of the at the end of uh, Frank's class a while ago, and uh, so she said, "You have a scripture you could read that one." I said, Everybody already heard that one, um, but I do think, and Frank said the same thing that that five nineteen eighteen and five nineteen nineteen was more than just co- coincidental. I believe that was a God thing. Uh, but with with this, it's kind of a favorite little area in the Bible I like to, I like to run to sometimes. In t- uh, 2 Timothy uh, verse 14. If you come to any of Frank's Sunday school Sunday night teaching, or if you come on Thursday when, when I'm teaching, and, and if you don't, <clears throat> you're missing a good meal on Thursdays. But you're also missing some in-depth teaching. And uh, I study diligently for it. I want you to know that. And I know my pastor, Frank, our pastor, Frank, studies diligently for those teachings. Sunday nights we're doing, uh, we're probably getting pretty close to finishing on angels. Sunday morning right now we're reading a book. We were, just went over joy. Uh, any, anybody got any joy in their hearts? I mean, that's right. That's right. So uh, that said, I really do have a mini sermon, but Frank didn't give me permission for that. So we're going to run to 2 Timothy And we're going to start in verse 14. Okay? So, Paul's talking to Timothy. 
But I want you to think that he's talking to you when he says this. And if you're in our teachings and you're in these... Do you know there's three? Is there four of a ladies' Bible studies? Three? Three three ladies' Bible studies right here at the church. We get this other building going. Hopefully a man will step up and we'll have a men's Bible study also. But in verse 14, 2 Timothy 3, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of. Because you know those from who you learned it. We just stop. That's verse 14. So with the utmost confidence, know that, as I said a while ago, the Scriptures are poured over and read and prayed over before we actually go teach them. And, and uh, Frank's heart is far from perfect, but it's perfect in Christ, as mine is. And those other lady teachers that are teaching God's Word and men teachers. The youth... Rest assured that, that we're soaking ourselves with the Word of God before we open our mouths and give it to you. Here's a good example. I forgot. I was supposed to do a scripture reading today. Come on, that's not going to stop me from coming up here and, and, and having the Spirit-led heart to be able to lead you in, in, in the Word of God. So verse 15 says, And now, from infancy... Y'all know I have a hard time with some words. You have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation from faith through Jesus Christ. And our last verse, verse 16, that I pray you'll take this with you to sleep every night. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I would ask you, how could we become wise without God's Word? How do we become wise with God's Word? Knowledge is wonderful. Lots of smart people are out there. Lots and lots and lots of smart people. But they don't have the Holy Spirit that dwells within them wanting to break out and tell everybody what God's done for them. And, and, and about that joy in our hearts. Uh, through tragedies, through deaths. Someone died today. Frank talked about joy on his, on his face and he's wearing his wife's picture on his, on his, on his shirt. So I, I, I would implore all of us to read God's Word, but that's not enough. I would implore all of us to try to live God's Word. And remember, when the doubts come, our own Bible says it's God-breathed. Second Peter says that man was carried along by the Holy Spirit as God's Word was written on the tablets. So I thank you all for this morning. And I pray that each and every one of us will pick our Bibles up, read God's Word, apply God's Word, and try to live God's Word. Father in Heaven, I want to thank You for the opportunity to come up here and speak. I want to thank You for this building that's being built. But Lord, without that building, that is nothing compared to what's in our hearts. And we can meet in that little country church, or we can meet in this portable building, or we can meet outside in the stars and the skies and the sun above us, whatever it may be. I thank you for your people wanting to hear your word and live your word. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's continue worshiping this morning. Uh, if you guys would like to rise or, again, just take a comfortable position of worship, uh, hopefully these next few songs will be a little bit more familiar. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's worship together this morning.
Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior. Hope of nations. Take me as you find me, all my fears and failures, fill my life again. I give my life to follow, everything I believe in, by Shine your light. Shine your light and let the whole world see. Singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Shine your light again. Shine a light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine a light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King.
Take me past the outer courts Into the holy place Past the brazen altar Lord, I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people And priests to sing your praise I hunger and thirst for your righteousness But it's only found in one place Take me into the holy of holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me into the holy of holies. Take the cold, touch my lips, here I am. Take me past the outer courts to the holy place, past the brazen altar. Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowds of people and the priests who sing your praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, but it's only found in one place. Take me into the holy of holy. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me into the holy of holies. Take the cold, touch my lips, here I am. Take me past the outer courts Into the holy place Past the brazen altar Lord, I want to see your face Ask me by the crowds of people And the priests to sing your praise I hunger and thirst for your righteousness But it's only found in one place Take me into the holy Holy, take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me into the holy, holy. Take the cold, touch my lips. Here I am. Take me into the holy, holy. Take me in by the blood.
You crushed the enemy underneath my feet. You are my sword and shield, though troubles linger still. Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind the God of angel armies is always by my side the one who reigns forever he is a friend of mine the God of angel armies is always by my side my strength is in your name for you alone can say, you will deliver me. Yours is the victory. Whom shall I be? Whom shall I be? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. Is always by my side, the one who reigns forever. He is a friend of mine, the God of angel armies. Is always by my side, and nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hands. I'm holding on to your promises. You are faithful. You are faithful. Nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hands. To your promises, you are faithful, you are faithful, you are faithful. I know who goes before me, I know who stands behind the God of angel armies. It's always by my side, the one who reigns forever. He is a friend of mine, the God of angel armies. It's always by my side, I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind, the God of angel armies. It's always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The God of angel armies is always by my side.
Amen. Hallelujah. You can grab a seat this morning. I have to say, I love it. all the songs that were here this morning. Those last two, those are two that I live my life. Those are my mantra songs, if you will. So that, to hear them both back to back, Chris, thank you. That's pretty awesome. Hallelujah. You know, guys, I have to say, between Sunday school and the music today and just interacting with you guys, I feel like we've already been to church. Amen? Amen. However, you're not allowed to leave yet. Amen. Amen. And I have to say, too, and and David, I put him on the spot because he didn't realize it was his day, but the passage of Scripture he used... This runs right along, coincides with the passage I'm going to take out Colossians this morning. So if you have your Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Colossians. But as we get started, I want to ask you to actively listen. Actively listen to the short phrases and the video, whether it be pictures, whether it be the dancer. But I want you to listen to the words that's, that's going to be in the video you're about to watch. Because to me, though they are simple and short statements... They spoke a profound truth. So I'm going to ask Morgan to go ahead and play that video. Thankfulness. It is measurable, expanding, decreasing, growing through encouragement, stifled by entitlement. It requires a response, devout by nature, sincere in quality. Extravagant in expression. Unconcerned with how it will be perceived. Offensive to the self-justified. Overwhelming to the humble. Rightly appraising significance. It does not lie sleeping but is awake to wonder. Relinquishing vanity to celebrate beauty. A jar of costly perfume poured out on the feet of the king. Intimately connected with passion, active, zealous, blooming, enhanced with emotion, humility and hope woven together, it embraces this thing we call today, a tumultuous expectancy of good approaching. It is the seeing beyond what is. Eyes opened, unearthing hidden glory. Eyes opened, unearthing hidden glory. Amen. When I came across that, I watched it like four times in a row to grab every little statement that she said because every one of them was so... in saturated with depth and meaning. If I was to, to use a word this morning, I would, if I would present a word to you, I guess, for the sermon today, I would say the word would be gratitude. And now gratitude is the feeling of, of humility. It's being thankful to somebody for doing something. Truly a, a thankful heart. It can take on Three forms. It can be a feeling in your heart. It can be a, an expression in words. It can be a, a giving in return. But gratitude is an incredible word. It's the word that we get gratefulness from. And I've heard people in the church oftentimes 
discuss that and say that we should be a people that has an attitude of gratitude. Absolutely. However, the word is really deeper and means more than a cliche. I think as we mature, our attitude should develop into that attitude of gratitude. And what happens is when we truly have a a character of gratitude about us, you know what's going to move then? That's going to blossom into true thanksgivingness. We are going to have joy, as, as, as my brother spoke about, as we spoke about in state school, because we're going to have a truly thankful heart because we're going to be a people of gratitude. Yesterday when I was up here, and, and previous, really Thursday night as well, but yesterday it was just overwhelming. As I was looking around at what, at what all the, the things that have been accomplished through the volunteers and, and through donors from all over the world on the, our campus here, as I was watching the people work, as I saw many of you guys in, 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 in a line just passing sod to lay grass down, now I was looking at the beauty and looking at the work and looking at the people and the smiles in the midst of the heat. It was hot yesterday. I know they said it was only 81, but it felt like 101. And in the midst of all that, I tried to think and put into words the the profound feeling of overwhelmed that I had. And as I was walking around, I was watching people work, and, and my heart was just about to burst. I, I couldn't think of the words that I wanted to put. And then I realized God spoke to me. It wasn't a, a profound feeling that needed a statement because I feel as though its purest form was the word gratitude. And that's what just got, God just screamed into my head yesterday. For the believer... For you and I that have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, thanksgiving should be a very part of our nature. We have studied that. We know the Scripture lays that out to us. But I would say yesterday, the word that came to my mind, and it's a Frankenism maybe, but we should be all about thanks living. That's what I saw yesterday. The gratitude that was going forth for me because I saw all these people with smiles on and working together and coming together and beautifying a building that God has made, and beautifying this campus that God has allowed us to worship on, and to bring together all that yesterday, and the food, and the fun, and the fellowship, and the hard work. And I could not say anything, but that's thanks living. They're living their thankfulness. And I was like, praise God. Praise God that all these people choose to come out here and do this today. In Colossians chapter 2, Verse 6, Colossians 2, verse 6. It says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, like David shared just a few moments ago out of Timothy, just as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. Paul is saying you have been taught how to be thankful. You have been told about all the things God has given you. You have shared and looked into the eyes of God as far as the things around you. Now he's telling us that that, that we need to see. We need to to go out there because it's impossible not to be thankful. It's impossible to go out there and not see the things he has done. And he's telling us now get out there and do what you have been taught. School's out. Quit acting and quit studying the subject and start living the subject. And that's what I saw yesterday. It's not about just coming up here and talking about thankfulness. It's not just gathering in a Sunday school class and talking about gratitude. True gratitude comes when we are living 
that gratitude. When we are being what God has called us to be, it's letting our life spill, spill over, if you will, into our thanksgiving and our thanksgiving spilling over into everyone else. As I was watching those images on that video and I was listening to those words this morning, I can't help but, I can't help but remember how far we've come over the last year and a half. I can't remit, I, I can't help but think about all the things that's transpired, not just in my life, but in many lives. And I see times when it should have been impossible to be thankful. I had a, the, the man, the reporter that was out here yesterday could not grasp how we could still be so thankful with all that was coming on. And I can look back and I can see his, where he's coming from. But yet then I could share with him because God has brought us all together because we chose as a community and as a church to, to tie a knot in the rope that Satan sent to hang us with. We chose to tie a knot and grab and climb that much higher. And we choose that. And that's the gratitude that God has been hitting me with this whole last week. And I couldn't put my mind around exactly what it was he was wanting me to do and wanting me to say. And I thought, it's because we are a people of gratitude. Now, I thank God for that I am allowed to be a pastor of a people, of a, of, of a church, if you will, that chooses to acknowledge that, yes, evil things happen. And, yes, bad things happen. But my God is bigger. And I feel as though as we continue to, to climb higher, the more we climb, the more we're going to exercise that biblical principle of thanksgiving. Because the more we're thankful, the higher we're going to climb. The higher we're going to climb, the more we're going to be thankful. And that's what God was hitting me with yesterday, is till you get out of the word thankful, and you have to grab another word, and that was gratitude in my mind. Truly, wholeheartedly grateful. Learning how to be thankful in the midst of the worst seasons or in the good. In 1 Thessalonians, when Paul was writing, you know what he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17? He says, pray unceasingly, giving thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is what God desires from you through Christ Jesus. We should be praying thankfulness all the time, because as we shared in Sunday school this morning, when I am praying in the good times, it's going to remind me to pray in the bad times as well. In 2 Thessalonians, he goes on in Second Thessalonians chapter two. No, excuse me, chapter one. Second Thessalonians chapter one, verse three. He says, "We must always thank God for you, brothers, which is fitting, since your faith is flourishing and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing." Listen to this now. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you amongst God's churches, about your endurance and faith in all the persecutions and afflictions that you endure. You know what Paul is telling them there? He's saying, guys, we are being blessed and we are being built up and we are, we are in awe of what God's doing because we see in you a joy in the midst of stuff we're not even having to go through. Folks, that's what God's doing through you guys to the world. Yes, we have our squabbles. Yes, we have little issues. Yes, we have this and that. But yesterday I was talking to all those volunteers that was here, that reporter, all those people, and all, all of them were talking about that they were, have been touched by the joy they see in a people that's been through a persecution. And I thought, again, that's gratitude. What you see is not us. You see God in us. So what I, I feel like God wanted me to share with you this morning, I pray that you will go home today and each one of us, each one of you will sit down at some point, 
and make a short list. I'm not saying it has to be extensive. It can be. But I'd like you to just think about making a short list of what you're thankful for. What is it that you can just say, thank you, Jesus? And what I'm going to do with you this morning is a little bit different than what I normally would do. I want to share, when God laid this on my heart, I I wrote a list, if you will. And, And just a few things at the top of the list I want to share with you this morning. Because as I thought about gratitude and the position we're in and how God is choosing to use us mightily, and I believe with all my heart, it's because we chose him in return. Because he chose to the, this people. And I can't help but even look at it a little bit. And, and I'm putting, this is a Frank right now. But if you remember in the book of Job, Satan, when he looked to God and God said, there's a people, there's a man. And Satan said, ah, he's nobody. Let me have him. I'll show you. He'll curse you and die. And God said, try. I can't help but wonder if God said, there's a people in Sutherland Springs. And you, 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 there are godly people down there. They're lifting up my name. And Satan said, let me get in there. I'll show you what's going to happen. And now God's sitting back blessing just as he blessed the others. Folks, hallelujah. And it's for that reason we should remember why we're thankful. I I will submit to you my list, a little bit of my list tonight, this morning. But the first thing I would present to you that when I really start thinking about what is it I have to be thankful for as we sang these last two songs, especially that last one, is that God's angels are before me, He's behind me, He is with me. The thing that I remember, the number one thing I will tell you I'm thankful for this morning is I picture those songs as well. I'm going to say is my salvation. Because if you remember in Ephesians 6, we are to put on the full armor of God every day. That last song's talking about going forth. And I can go because I don't have to fear. I can go forth in battle because I know who's fighting before me, behind me, who's beside me. And when I put on the, the, the armor of God, what does it say? That I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation. Folks, when I put on that helmet of salvation, I am covering my head. I am keeping my mind by being diseased, by being infiltrated by the world's ideas. When I remember on a continuous basis and am thankful for the salvation in which I have, and I remember the cost that was paid, then I am going to go forth and be able to take the promises of God with me and have joy and gratitude and fight a battle all at the same time. I, uh, the, the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, my thoughts are going to direct me. And my thoughts can stay on course when I remember that I have been saved and I have that salvation placed on my head. When I remember the price that was paid for that helmet that I placed on my head. When I remember that salvation did not come free, then I'm going to realize and recognize that the most important condition that I have, folks, is my spirituality. And that spirituality has been paid for by Jesus. And he said, you just do what I have called you to do and I'll give you joy joy in the midst of the ugly i'll give you joy in the midst of the good times but most of all you're going to have joy of eternity of sharing that got the throne with me in glory Amen. when i remember that i can fight the battle because i do know it's not a song to me 
I do know who goes before me. I know who stands behind me. I know who will never leave me or forsake me. I know that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I know these things not because they're cliches, not because they're cute little VBS Bible passages that I learned or Awanas or wherever it might be. I know them because my God has spoken through his word to my heart. My heart has encapsulated those and I will go forth because of the salvation that God's placed on my head and be the warrior God's called me to be. And every one of us has that capability. Every one of us has sang that song. It should be more than just words into put to music. It is a message. When you know, Chris and I was talking a little while back about some of the music over here for that May 19th, and he was talking about the importance of remembering that it's worship. It is worship. You know what makes it different than a song on the radio? Your heart is should be in agreement with the words that you're saying. And that makes it worship. Folks, the most important thing I have is my soul. And God chose, he paid the greatest price so that I could have the greatest peace and be able to fight this fight. Some battles I'll win and some battles may seem like I didn't, but I know my God did. So the first thing, no matter what the world may throw at me, if I remember I have a, I have a, system, I have a, a, a sense, a feeling of gratitude because of what my Lord did for me. If I remember my salvation, my helmet of salvation that I place on, I can still go forward. And the second thing, as I was praying about this, God just kind of spoke. Not only am I thankful for the salvation, but I am also thankful for you guys, the, the body of Christ, that God cares enough about my life and what happens to me that the Bible says he surrounds us with a great cloud of witnesses, both on this side of glory and on the other side of glory. Amen? Amen. That I know I am not alone. There are some who are already victorious, and there are some who are fighting a battle right now. But either way, I'm not alone. That God has given me this great cloud of witnesses who will stand by me. He, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And he provides for me that, that, that support system that covers me in prayer. I thank God for you people out there who are, are praying for Sherry and I and are praying for one another. And as Dawn shared in Sunday school this morning that come to visit her in the hospital, as we lift one another up, that body of, of witnesses that God has placed around us, this isn't something to take for granted. It's like David said, oh, well, go. that building is beautiful, but it's a building. You are the church. We are the church. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are that great cloud of witnesses, the hands and feet of the Lord. And he's provided each one of us with the ability, amen, to walk through the valleys together, to, to, to climb the mountains, to celebrate together, cry together, hug one another, hold one another. It is because of the body of Christ. We don't have to fight alone. I can put on my helmet of salvation, my armor of God in Ephesians 6, and I may be, I may feel tired, I may be down on my knees, but because of that salvation, because I know there's a body of witnesses, I'm not by myself, I can pick that shield of faith up, I can still grab my sword of the Spirit, I might be tired, I might be wore out, I might have darts that are coming all at me, but I know who goes before me, who's behind me, and praise God as he told Elijah, I'm not alone, and I can go forth and fight that battle. Guys, that's every one of us. We all are called to be one another's cohort in that, in that trench. We're warriors. This is my kind of sermon, guys. I like the warrior part. Because that's what we've been called to be. I can choose, not my emotions, I can choose the promises. 
And that promise is, I am with you. Back in Colossians, actually in Colossians, yeah, I better not try to do it out of memory. Go back to Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse 14. Above all, put on love in the perfect bond of unity and let the peace of the Messiah to which you were also called in one body control your hearts. Be thankful. Let the message about the Messiah dwell richly amongst you Doing what? Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. In other words, what is he telling us? When we sing these songs, when we sing about there is no grave going to hold my body down. When I sing about that, I am going to go forth because I know who is with me. When I sing about I don't care about getting caught up in the religious folks. I want to get past the brazen altar. I want to stand in the holy of holies. I want to stand in the presence of my Lord. When we sing those songs together, when we bring those psalms together when we bring the scriptures together we can go forth as a body of christ ready as a as a tangible unit that the enemy is going to flee from not because of who we are but because we chose who our commanding officer is and guys at the name of jesus christ the enemy trembles now the bible james says the demons tremble but guess what so is satan he knows he knows. He's trying to make us think like he's big. But he's got little man syndrome. <laughs> he knows my God's bigger. Amen? And because I choose to be on his team, guys. The other thing I would present by salvation, the body of Christ, is forgiveness. I can be thankful to the Lord for forgiveness. That I don't have to take the baggage and the guilt and the problems of yesterday and move them into my tomorrow either. I know that even though I have done some incredibly insane and and bad things, my God has forgiven me. And because He has forgiven me, I can forgive others. That my problems of yesterday do not have to hamper what I'm doing ahead now. Uh, By the situation that has happened here and the new building, really, a lot of people come to me with all these what-if questions And I can't help but stop and smile and praise God. And I tell them, and some of them look at me like I'm insane. I don't live in the what ifs. I don't live in the what maybes. I don't live in the past. Because my God has already taken all those burdens. And because he cares about me, he said he'll cast them as far as the east is from the, the west. That I can open my eyes on a new day and say, this is a day the Lord hath made. I choose to rejoice in it. And I choose to move forward. The past is the past. I'm not going to stay anchored there. I choose to take on my armor, put on my helmet of salvation, get with the body of Christ, and I know there's a battle to be fought before me because I know who goes before me, who's behind me, and who will never leave my side. And I can go because I have been forgiven. I can, I can forgive those who hurt me and despitefully use me, not because I'm super Christian, not because Frank's all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. You know, don't let this perfect head fool you. I can do it because I know the forgiveness that my God has given me. And as foul and as bad and as ugly as I am, and God still chooses to forgive me, why hold a grudge? I am so totally not one to hold a grudge. In fact, five minutes later, I'm over it. What, what, you're talking about five minutes ago? What happened? Now, some will tell you I just have a bad memory. Whatever it is, God takes it away. Not good for my marriage. Yeah. (laughs) I would say the opposite, but anyway. 
I don't have to worry about the past. Because I have been forgiven, so can I forgive other people. You see, forgiveness releases me from the, from the hurt and the pain and the anguish and the despair and the depression. When I forgive others, I don't care if it's something as bad as that, the, the individuals that brought the evil in or someone just called me fat last week. It doesn't matter. When I can choose to let all that go, then I have increased my ability to heal. When I choose not to stay and languish in the hurt and the pain, I can choose to stay in the upright and the going forward and the looking ahead. I can choose not to lay there and hurt. I choose to step forward and grow. Now, my physical body may fail, but spiritually I can make the choice not to hurt anymore, not to languish in bad feelings, not to languish in what other people say and do. I choose, because my God has forgiven me, I can forgive others. I don't have to hurt, I can heal. I choose to honor God with a, with a, with a, with a heart of gratitude for my salvation, for that body of witnesses that I can come together with, for the forgiveness of knowing that I am who he said that I am. And you know what that breeds? The next thing that I would say that, that I can be thankful for, that I truly have gratitude, and this is something I, I shared again with that reporter. He put it on his, his Facebook Live. He said, I'm not exactly sure how that works or what it is, but anyway, and that is my hope. I can get up every morning And I can move forward every day, regardless of the situation, because I can be thankful, I can have a heart of gratitude that I have the strength to be be confidently, to, to expect, I guess if you will, confidently, that my Christ is going to do what's best for me. That I know that in my life that my God loves me and he has come into my life, he has come into my heart and he cares enough about me that regardless of what happens this day, even if I don't understand it, even if somebody says something despitefully hurtful, even if it is something that is just over the top, my my little peed up brain can't get around it, I can have hope in knowing that it didn't catch my God by surprise. It didn't come out of the blue and he can't handle it. He knew before it was ever going to come to be how I was going going to be and if i know that he has my best interest at heart and i only see a pinpoint of the muriel overall while he sees the entire picture i can have hope in knowing that though i don't understand it he does and for that reason we can move forward what destroys others many times isn't going to damage me not because of who i am but because of who he is and that's not something just for frank that's all of us that's all of us When our hope is in something greater than ourselves, when our hope is not focused on just me and my my little egocentric self-centeredness, when my hope is in Christ, my hope is going to be on others. And when my hope is going to others, I'm not going to do things to help myself. I'm going to do things to help others. And when God sees that and he sees you helping others and his name's being glorified, he moves into the mix and then those others help others. And we can grow and be what he's called us to be because our hope isn't in our politicians anymore. Our hope isn't in our community leaders anymore. Our hope is not just in your pastor. Guys, I will fail you if you think that I am a role model. My hope will be in Christ Jesus who is bigger and greater than anything that any one of us could be by ourselves. And that makes us able, capable to move forward. The hope is what anchors Uh, and stabilizes me when the seas get rough, when the wind is blowing. The other night when they were saying there was a tornado and such, I sat there and played cards. didn't bother me. My God's in control. Now, I'm not saying to be dumb and go out and try to ride the tornado. But I can pray and say, God, what would you have me to do? 
I got you. Oh, let's play cards. And that hope and that peace comes from knowing that I know that I know that my God's in control, that he's on the throne. In Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27, it says, Now this expression, yet once more, indicates the removal of what can be shaken, that is, the created things, so that what is not shaken might remain. Therefore, since we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us hold on to it with grace. By it we may serve God acceptably with reverence and with awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Folks, I can either put my hope in things that can be shaken, which therefore means that I can be shaken, or I can put my hope in that kingdom that cannot be shaken, and therefore with reverence and awe, Know that my God is a consuming fire and I'm on his side. This morning, there's many things we should be thankful for. I, 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 I think there are tons of things, but I would be remiss if I didn't also put forth that I am, uh, of course, thankful for my family. I thank God for Sherry and the kids. And God has placed us together and I believe the Bible promises good things to those who honor their family. But I would say even more so, my wife and kids, we have been there for one another this last year and a half. We have prayed together. We have cried together. Some fell this way or that way, but we still keep coming back together. My heart rejoiced just the other day. One of my daughters, she didn't know that I was I overheard her. She still doesn't know I overheard her, and she's not here, so she still won't know I overheard her. But somebody was talking to her and asked her how she was dealing with with the adversity that's going on in her life right now on top of all the other stuff. And they, they were talking to her about how bad this must be. And I, I was thinking my heart was kind of breaking for her. But then she said, because I have an amazing family that pulls me through. Hallelujah. 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 So I am very thankful for my family. I am thankful that God chooses to manifest himself in my family. Bottom line is this. I am thankful for my faith. All these things, the salvation, the body of witnesses, the hope that I have, the forgiveness that I have, the family that God has blessed me with. The bottom line is my faith. The Bible calls it substance, the, 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 the substance of things hoped for. I am thankful for that substantial entity of faith. It's the faith in me that, I mean, it's the faith in God that, that I know. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the faith in me that pleases God. I know that God sees that faith. It's my, that's my victory to overcome the world as we talked about in that song. My victory isn't in who I am. The victory is in the, the, the evidence that I have uh, it, in the unseen, the, the, the faith I have that what is unseen right now will one day be seen. My faith comes in the fact that I know that I know that I know that my God is there. He is the one who enables me to trust in my family. He is the one who enables me to be able to, to hope in my future. He is the one who enables me to be able to forgive unconditionally. He is the one who moves to, to allow me to fellowship with the body of believers. It is my faith 
in my gift of salvation that I can put on the armor of God every day and know that no matter what the world may do, I am a winner. I am a conqueror, more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And it's that faith in knowing that he will not give up on me and I choose not to give up on him. And that brings gratitude. I can be thankful for whatever is coming, whether high or low, because my faith says that even though the life is filled with bad things, it is. Amen. Do, good, do bad things happen to good people? Absolutely. Do bad things happen to godly people? Amen. They do. But my gratitude, my thankfulness towards God helps me remember that no matter what, He has already paid a price that can never be equated to anything that happens on this side now. Because my faith is in the price that he paid on the hill of Calvary, let the world bring what the world wants to bring. My God has conquered the world. And when I think about that salvation, how in the world could I ever neglect it by saying, oh, poor me. How can anyone ever deny the power of God to, to heal and, and, and reach out to the hope of others. How can anybody look at the joy that was here yesterday? As, as There was a lot of elderly people that I was worried about. I was telling David last night, I was really worried about some of the folks who were out there in that heat that, that were outworking me. But they had a smile on their face. They had joy in their heart. And they were doing what God called them to do. Folks, you can be happy or sad. And still choose joy. You can still choose gratitude. Praying continually in, in, in everything to give thanks. That's what God has called us to do. That's what God laid on my heart as I saw everything. I, I really finally really looked at the inside of the new facility and I saw the grounds. But even more than that, when I heard the laughter, and the conversation of the people of God. When I heard the joy in the people working on a facility, but the facility wasn't what brought joy. What brought gratitude was the heart of the people that were working on that place. Touched me. This morning, before we have any kind of altar call, I want to give you for just a moment, an opportunity to give thanks. If there's something that God has, has laid on your heart that you want to say thank you, God, publicly for, before we do an altar call today, I want to give you that opportunity. If you want to stand right where you're at and just say thank you, God, for. Is there anybody? Gunny? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Pam, did you have? Amen. Yes, ma'am.
Yeah. It's freedom to worship. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that God brought me to this home. Hallelujah. Amen. We're glad you're here, brother.
She said she was thankful that we are all alive. Amen. Awesome to say hello. Hallelujah. 
salvation, knowing who he is and the family he's blessed me with, both my, my biological family and the crowd of witnesses of you guys, I can fight on every day. Now, if you're here this morning, I'm going to ask Chris and the guys to come up. If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You may hear us, but you don't understand the joy that we say these things with when we say we're thanking God for something. You may hear the words. You may think you understand. But if you're here this morning, you may be like Julie said a while ago, that you realize for the first time you thought you were saved, but now you realize, I don't think I have that relationship. This is an opportunity. You can pray right where you're at. You don't need me. I would love to pray with you, but you can pray where you're at. You can pray at this altar. I can pray with you. David can pray with you. One of these ladies could pray with you. But if you feel right now that in your heart you, it is time to truly to build a relationship with him, to accept that gift of, of salvation, and you can do that right where you're at. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I don't want an emotional decision. I'd like you to make a true heart decision between you and the Lord. Where are you this morning? Where are you? Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. Father God, I thank you for every soul that's represented here today. From, from John running the videography, to Tim and, and Morgan running the sound, and the, all these folks up here singing and, and leading us in worship. But God, I thank you for every heart and every seat that has chosen to be a part of your family. Help us now, Lord to pray for that person who may not be here or is here and does not know you. If there's someone today, Lord, that has never surrendered their heart unto you, that does not know the joy that comes with choosing life over death spiritually, I pray that you open their eyes and their ears now 
May you speak through them. As Chris and the guys lead us in music, may they hear you over them. And may they make a decision before it's too late. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Chris. You come to this altar and pray, do that. If he's telling you to pray where you're at, do that. If he's telling you to accept Christ this morning, please do that. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free. And my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the Glory, eyes, what our hearts long to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Position of prayer. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this 
grace and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, this morning. His presence has been here today. I felt it in Sunday school. I felt it in worship. I felt it in it, it, this whole morning. His presence is here. If you choose to leave without it, it was your choice, not his. So I pray that you get that right with him before it's too late. Amen. Amen. Before we, we close this morning, I'm going to ask Judy to come up. Judy, I've known for many years, so if you want all the dirt, just see me later. <laughs> I know Judy for many years. She's uh, worked with Vacation Bible School. She's been VBS directors. And it, it, when I was at another church, and it seemed like I was wearing every hat, Judy was wearing every other hat many times. But Judy's coming this morning, and she said she's been praying about this for quite a few months, and she feels like God's laid it on her heart to come and be a part and join this body of believers this morning. Amen. <laughs> So if you're in accordance with that, say hallelujah this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody opposed? I was going to say you got to take it out on David. <laughs> I love having you on board, honey. Amen. So let me remind you, a vacation Bible school meeting will be right in here. If you want to just move to the front after in a moment, if, if God's speaking to you about working with VBS. And guys, keep looking up. No matter what. If, if you're in the valley or on top of the mountain, my God's still there. Amen. Praise the Lord for each one of you. Praise God for all that he's doing in our lives. And guys, keep focused on what he is. Keep moving forward. Amen. Amen. Barry, would you close us in prayer this morning, brother? <laughs> Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful and beautiful day, Lord. Thank you for the wonderful word that Pastor shared with us. As cruel as the grave, shame is a robber, and he's come to take my name. Oh, love is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground. Love is the power where my freedom song is found. Shame is a prison. 
As cruel as the grave, shame is a robber, and it's come to take my name. Oh, love is my redeemer, lifted me up from the ground. Love is the power where my freedom song is found. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, gonna rise up out of the ground. There ain't no grave. Hold my body down. a liar with a smooth and velvet tongue. Fear is a tyrant. It's always telling me to run. Love is a resurrection. And love is a trumpet sound. Love is my weapon. I'm gonna take my giants down. There ain't no grave. Hold my body down. There ain't no grave. And hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise up out of the ground. There ain't no grave Hold my body down War between death and life There on a tree The Lamb of God was crucified Went on down to hell He took back every He rose up as a lion And he said, no, the can't be free There ain't no grave Hold my body down There ain't no grave Hold my body down When 
When I hear that trumpet sound Up out of the ground There ain't no grave Can hold my body down 